This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, February 11th, where your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Good morning, everyone. I am doing good. Uh, I was making my tea right before the show and I'm like, why is it taking so long? I'm like, it's it's not boiling. What the heck is going on? What would help if you plugged it in? Oops. So literally <laughs> flew into frame like right at the last minute and... Uh, I'm going to fly out of frame for a second, but I'm good. How are you today? <laughs> you know, I'm doing well. It's, uh, oh, turning off the heater, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, because I didn't need everyone to hear this going on, so. That's yeah, always uh, fun. But Heated up the room, though, so that's nice because it is frigid, man. Yeah. Woo. Nothing like a nice and toasty uh, room to, yeah. to do a show from first thing in the morning. And it's Thursday, so uh, you know what? It's uh Almost the end of the week. We're not quite there yet, Dang. but uh, so close. So close. Yeah, so close. So close to the weekend, man. So close. <laughs> well, folks, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host. Now, Tony, if you had a close relative that passed away, how would you go about honoring them in death? Oh, well, if I lost somebody, um, maybe like like if it was someone super close to me, maybe like get a tribute tattoo um, Obviously, the nice social media posts, share lots of pictures, tell lots of stories, things like that. Wonderful. Or, uh, you know, if they were cremated, spread their ashes in a place that they love. You know, Absolutely. Obviously, it's those things that most of us would do. Well, this guy is definitely not most of us. A Metal Uh-oh. Sucks reader calling himself Prince Midnight has made a guitar out of his dead uncle's rendered skeleton. What the heck? Yes, you heard that correctly, but if your mind is spinning, I'll lay it out for you plainly. Prince attached a guitar neck, pickups, volume knobs, a jack, strings, and electronics to an entire skeleton that used to host his uncle's mortal being. And he made a functioning guitar out of it all as a way to pay tribute to the man responsible for his love of heavy metal. Prince isn't some kind of morbid skeleton fetishist, at least as far as we know, but rather sought to come up with a practical solution on what to do with his uncle's remains. In Prince's native Greece, the country's orthodox religion frowns upon cremation. So his uncle uh, Philip's bones had been around for over two decades before Prince decided to pay tribute to the man who taught him about the dark arts in the most metal way possible. 
Old Phillip's bones got quite a workout between then and now. Philip, who died way too young in a car accident, had requested his skeleton be donated to a local college where it was medically prepared and rendered, fulfilling a workmanlike role of educating students for 20 years. But at a certain point, the school no longer had a use for Philip, so he ended up in a giant wooden box. His family refused to cremate him, but Philip didn't want to continue paying costly rent for the cemetery space. So he took matters into his own hands, filing, refiling, and filing again a gauntlet of paperwork with the Greek government to uh, repatriate Philip's remains, boy, that was spelled wrong, remains, which Philip tells us uh, quite is, was quite a complicated process. And uh, I'll post this story on our Facebook page so you guys can check it out. Uh, it has the entire story. It has pictures of the build and the final outcome. But it, it's, it's downright nuts. That, uh, Hi, Prince Midnight, and this is my Uncle Philip. Uncle Philip, Uncle Phil. And that truly is probably one of the most metal things you could possibly do, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Well, number one, I guess that, well, it does sound like insanely nuts and everything. I mean, it's really cool that, that the uncle donated his uh, skeleton to science, and, and now it's just kind of sitting there and. If you don't want to pay the monthly fee to have the body buried, I guess there's worse ways you could go with it. At least he's not like weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. The skeletons like put wigs and stuff on. Exactly. Uh, but it's definitely unique and uh, a holy crap uh, morning story, that's for sure. We, you, you give us some doozies, Christian, and that one's, uh, wow, even that- for the most metal of us, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Now, my- I, I don't even have much words for it. I mean, I crack jokes, but it just, I'm stunned and at a loss for words. My favorite part of this is on the headstock of the guitar, instead of it saying Fender Telecaster, it says Philip Skelecaster. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's a good pun. Yeah. I like that. At least he has a sense of humor about it. Yeah. I bet Uncle Philip, if he were alive, he'd probably be like, yeah, that's pretty badass. Exactly. Exactly. Well, folks, we have a wonderful show lined up for you today. It is Thursday, the third day. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? The third day. All right. Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when? Huh? What day? Thursday. (laughs) The third day. Okay. It is Thursday, the third day, and as we do on Thursdays, we explore America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. Yes, we're talking Florida, man. We have a segment called, I Need to Speak to Your Manager. You can kind of guess where that's going. How about no? I ain't taking your questions. Our call-in topic today, the interactive portion of the show, is the best Pixar movie. This week celebrates their 30th anniversary, so let's celebrate with them. We have a segment called, My Dirty Valentine. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. We round out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. Fooks. (laughs) Fooks. What's it all about, Fooks? We'll see you after the break, eh? (laughs) We'll be right back, folks. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, February 11th. 
Now, we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you made an arts and crafts project out of your relative's remains. Well, we want to know about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with our entertainment news. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Entertainment News. Today is February 11th, and here is your Filippo Fast Five. Oh, yeah. So, um, well, it would help if I actually had my Fast Five up. It closed. Right, right. That's real rewinded. I had my birthdays up there. You guys want to know the birthdays right away? Jeez. Oh, man. You got to love live radio when you're... uh, when your notes don't pop up here. Right. We go. <laughs> All right. Filippo Fast Five for reals. Uh, major casting news uh, for Judge Aptos The Bubble has popped online. Uh, it is going to be on Netflix. The comedy added Karen Gillian, Iris Apto, Fred Armisen, Maria Bakalova, David Duchovny, Keegan Michael Key, Leslie Mann, that's a big surprise, and Pedro Pasquale, among others. Uh, Apto will direct and produce the project. The Mandalorian and Game of Thrones star Pedro Pascual has also been cast as Joel in HBO's adaptation of The Last of Us. Shia LaBeouf and CAA part ways as actor seeks inpatient treatment. Just do it! Do it! (laughs) Aunt Jemima will become Pearl Milling Company later this year. And in other news, Pearl Milling Company is not a good name. Nope. <laughs> Denver Broncos release cornerback A.J. Bouye after one year of trade. He didn't do much for the Broncos, so the Broncos said, see you later, A.J. Bye-bye. And that's your Filippo Fast Five that was kind of a train wreck today. That's I apologize. okay. It's all right. It wasn't really meant to be quite the wreckage that that was. Um, Christian, when you think of uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, what, like what bands do you think of for rock and roll? Oh, I think classics like The Who or Queen or even getting into the 80s like Motley Crue or uh, um, Queensryche even. Um, yeah, so those sorts of bands. Okay, rock, so, rock you're bands. Saying, you're, so you're saying that Chaka Khan, Jay-Z, Dionne Warwick, Tina Turner... Uh, Fella Cootie, I know you like Fella Cootie, Carol King, Katie Bush, Mary J. Blige, are, are you saying that they're not rock and roll? Nope. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, they're they're nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're going to be inducted this year. <sighs> Total Metal, baby. Yeah. They should really just change this uh, to the Music Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Stop calling the it the and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's hey, not but- rock and roll. But on the plus note, um, you know, while, you know, much respect to Chaka Khan, LL Cool J, Tina Turner. They're great. Legendary artists. Great artists. Wonderful. They deserve to be in a Hall of Fame, not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nope. But you know who does, and they are getting in. Uh, Surprisingly, I feel like this is probably a little too early in their career for it, but the Foo Fighters... Uh, they're going in, and uh, definitely not a band that's too old to go in, but very well deserved. Iron Maiden will All be right. going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, you know, those bands, absolutely, they are rock and roll esque. 
the Go-Go's are even going in, and I would even probably put the Go-Go's more closer to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame I'll allow than, it. let's say, Mary J. Blige, you know? Exactly. So. Yeah, you know, um, I think the qualifications are that uh, they can be nominated 20 years after their first album, and so that's where the Foo Fighters would be uh, uh, available for it. Now, the biggest snub, snub over the last few years for me has been Judas Priest. They've been nominated, I think, three years in a row, still haven't gotten in. Uh, they absolutely deserve to be in for their contribution to uh, heavy metal. I mean, the oh, look absolutely. of heavy metal now is all attributed to Judas Priest. That shocks me that Judas Priest is not in there. Nope. I mean, they're they're fantastic. But anyways, I came across that, thought that was uh, rather interesting, to say the least. And Friday informed me that Carol King was considered rock and roll for her time, which is great. Perfect. But again, it should just change it to the Music Hall of Fame, yeah. I think, overall. All right, so how do you feel about cancel culture? This seems to be the latest and greatest thing in the world, right? I, I'm over it. We don't we don't like you. We just turn on you. Yep, That's good. Yep. Um, Guilty until proven innocent. Oh, well, cool. Carol King paved the way for women in rock and roll, which is pretty badass. Good to know. Thanks, Friday. Um, oh, no, I closed my birthdays out. I'll have to bring that up for birthdays. Um, Gina, well, anyways, let's go back to cancel culture. So one of the biggest news that came out late last night uh, was Gina Carano was fired from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Fatality. Cara Dune will not be coming back. That's who she played for two seasons on The Wonderful Mandalorian. Lucasfilms uh, has let her go. Um, she put uh, some controversial and anti-Semitic posts on her social media, according to this post. I didn't say it, but this is what that says. Uh, the backlash, which led to the hashtag Fire Gina Carano, trended on Twitter Wednesday, which led to her dismissal in the evening. Um, she obviously, you know, big part of, uh, of the Mandalorian series, but they're saying that... Uh, uh, they've been looking for a reason to let her go for two months, and today was the final straw, source said. Um, it doesn't say what she said on there, but I'm sure it was a political type yeah. post. Basically um, what she said is that uh, the treatment of Republicans these days are akin to the way Jews were treated back in Nazi Germany. Um, and regardless of what you think about it, does she have the right to say that? Can you separate the artist from the art? There's so many questions that go into a cancel like this, a you know, a firing that, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's it's a uh, it's the court of public opinion at this point that uh, determines the outcome of uh, actors or artists' fates. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you look at a lot of cancel culture stuff going on right now, like Johnny Depp. He's been in that heated uh, lawsuit with Amber Heard, and you know, he can't get a job right now. He's like, he's like, he's a mega heat magnet where you don't want to touch him, and you know, it's so you can't. And here's here's you know, the difference. So with just an entertainer yeah. and all that, but so with Johnny Depp, there is evidence of him physically abusing Amber Heard. You know, Marilyn Manson being a physically oh, yeah awful person versus something that somebody says that somebody else doesn't agree with. Where do you draw the oh. line? Yeah, that that's a, its own debate. Thank God we don't do that stuff on this show. Yep, yep. Other than we report it. That's it. So we're here to but make yeah, you laugh. Yeah, disappointing news for that. So we won't be seeing her back. Um, but you know who is coming back? Pedro Pascal. Velma Dinkley. Oh. Rod Raggy. 
HBO Max has. Uh, <clears throat> oh, uh, yeah, you can't you can't get in a Johnny Depp debate because Friday has his back because <laughs> she said there's more evidence of her abusing him. But oh, it's I'm sure just an ugly situation. And it goes both ways. But so HBO Max has an, announced uh, series orders for three new adult animated shows, including a Scooby Doo spinoff that will tell the origin story of Velma Dinkley and a revival of Clone High. The original and comedic series aptly titled Velma will unmask the complex and colorful past of the underappreciated brains of Scooby-Doo mystery ink gang Velma Dinkley. Voiced by executive producer Mindy Kaling, known from The Office, Charlie Grandy, Howard Klein, and Sam Register will also be serving as executive producers on this 10-episode series, which is being produced by Warner Brothers Animation. In addition to Velma, HBO Max ordered two seasons of Clone High, which will be a reimagining of Phil Lord, Chris Miller, and Bill Lawrence's 2002 series set at a high school for clones of historical figures. As well as writing the series, Lord and Miller will re-team with Lawrence to serve as executive producers on the MTV revival. Uh, Let's see, what other show did they order? Um, It's funny, I read the article too, and they mentioned those two, that they ordered three of them, but they don't really mention the third one. Yeah, the third one doesn't really mention. They have something about Pete Davidson will lend his voice to one of the characters. and uh, Okay, well, you know what? We'll just go off script here and just let you know HBO Max has wonderful original stuff uh, animation-wise like Harley Quinn. Well, and that's the thing. I think the reason that these got greenlit is because of the success of Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn is a wonderful adult animated series. And when I say adult, it is a hard R. I mean, it's violent sexual it it, i mean it deals with all of that which i expect to see uh happen with velma as well yeah that'd be interesting with velma right Mm -hmm. do you know what's weird is i didn't know her last name was dinkley i didn't either maybe i did but uh uh my uh forklift driver he always mentions uh dinkley there because there's a girl that looked like velma and i didn't understand why he called her Dinkley. And now you put two and two together yeah i put it together all it took was a uh entertainment segment um, Sonic the Hedgehog movie uh, sequel was announced yesterday. Oh, Sonic, I'll be seeing you in theaters again. Look at the adventures he's going to do. <laughs> it's going to be great. Sonic the Hedgehog sequel is somewhat obviously called Sonic the Hedgehog 2. The name with its Tails-inspired logo was revealed on Twitter yesterday and a release date of April 8th, 2022. Fast forward a year from now, and I'll be telling you Sonic the Hedgehog movie sequel, sequel has been delayed. Right. Just kidding. I hope not. The announcement came with a uh, short 10-second video clip of the title being revealed, which plays a version of Emerald Hill Zone music in the letter form. The logo itself is the same used for the 2020 film, just with the yellow two featuring Tails, Twin Foxtails. This really shouldn't come as a surprise because Tails appeared at the end of the original Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Spoiler alert. Yeah, hey, if you didn't see it, he shows up at the end in the extra bonus credit. And actually, it, it was an entertaining movie. I'm, I'm not yeah, surprised there's good. a second one coming out. Um, I'll watch it. I'll take the boys to see it. There's rumor Jason Momoa is going to be the voice of Knuckles if they bring Knuckles in. That would be cool. I like that. That's what they're saying. Uh, but that was your entertainment news. Now let's for reals go to the birthdays because that seems to be what I wanted to do apparently from the beginning. Yeah, it's my birthday! Oh, this hot friend was a rock star, a dancer, a miller. She once quit her job for not having that much flair. <laughs> Did I mention that she has a hot fr- that she's a hot friend? Jennifer Aniston is 52 and she still looks 
fantastic. And she's always cold. Always cold. Uh, this gentleman was best known for playing Jacob Black in the Twilight film franchise. He earned multiple Teen Choice Awards and People's Choice Awards for the role. He also starred in the action films The Adventure of Shark Boy and Lava Girl and some really dud action flip called Abduction. Taylor Lautner is 28. A uh, Grammy Award singer who gained prominence as a founding member of Destiny's Child. She also battled Freddy and Jason and lost. Kelly Rowland is... Uh, I didn't put her age, but happy birthday. I think she's 39, Okay, I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I'm not a real journalist, so don't, don't quote me. Um, Brandy from Moesha, and I want to be down, is 42. Um, in the end, he was so numb, he was crawling with no more sorrow. Musician, vocalist, songwriter for Lincoln Park, also known for Fort Minor. Mike Shinoda is 43. Um, Cheryl Crow is 58. And a very special shout-out to my incredible niece, Annabella. Today is her birthday. She is 10 years old. She's got NBA Jam arcade cabinet ready to go. And I just got to say, Woody, Buzz, Rex, Ham, Slinky, and me! Happy birthday, kiddo. Love ya. Thanks for listening to the show. And happy birthday to all the celebrities and to all a good night. That's the end of Celebrity News. We'll see you for Florida, man. That's awesome. Happy birthday, Bella. That does do it for entertainment news when we come back. Yes, it's time to explore America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. We're talking Florida, man. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, February 11th. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio of course with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.SanFilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Now it is Thursday and it's one of my favorite segments. We like to explore America's penis, the very strange things that happen down there. Yes, it is time for Florida Man. Oh, good for you. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Florida Man. Our favorite segment every Thursday, where we bring you the weirdest and craziest stories from a little state called Florida, although it's not little and it is full of crazies. So let's go on to the most recent crazy thing that has made national news. Everybody got a full display of Florida Man on Sunday as we go down to Tampa. The man who charged the field in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl Sunday has been identified as 31-year-old Florida man Yuri Andrade. He was charged Sunday night with trespassing after streaking across the field in Raymond James Stadium in a pink leotard. With more security closing in, he wisely slid at the three-yard line, but he wasn't afforded the same protection as NFL quarterbacks. 
Guards piled atop him as he hit the grass, tied his hands, and escorted him into a nearby tunnel. He got another ovation as he exited the stadium. Hillsborough County arrest database shows Andrade posted a $500 cash bond and was released Monday just before 8 a.m. Andrade is from Boca Raton, Florida. According to reports, he was planted there by social media personality Vitaly Zeroski, who had pulled this prank before. Zeroski runs a website, Vitality Uncensored, which was written on the front of Andrade's pink swimsuit. Vitality Uncensored is an adult website. Go figure. Say what? Zeroski has more than 620,000 Twitter followers. He's been tweeting about the event over the last few hours, including retweeting a message that his streaker got more yards than the Chiefs. Ouch. (laughs) He did, though. Yeah, he did. That's a sick burn. Um... Zdrowski has done previous stunts at the World Series and NBA Finals. However, this was his most successful triumph Florida man yet. And I'm sure everybody saw this. This is probably, you know, when you do these dumb things like you run on the field and stuff, you typically don't get the notoriety, but they successfully pulled this one off. I mean, way to go, (laughs) a-hole! He got the attention and... uh, Go figure it's for a website, because that little pink thong, I like the call. Right. Uh, Pull up your pants, man! But he really did get more yards than the Chiefs. Yeah, in recent years, the NFL has taken a policy that if somebody runs onto the field, they cut away to other things, not showing, not to give them credit. But uh, in the digital age, you know, somebody got cell phone footage that you actually sent over to Tone, and... uh, when he took that slide into the end zone, there was a guard who was coming in, head down, shoulders down. He would have been wrecked if he had stayed up. Oh, yeah. So, you know, just goes to show. But you had to share that because it's the most recent thing. But let's get to some more crazies outside of Mr. Pink Thong Man. We'll go down to Pinellas Park, Florida, where a Florida man is accused of stealing pills. He thought he was stealing opioids until he realized he had stolen laxatives instead. <laughs> ruh, ruh. Uh, according to I pooped Tim, my pants. Oh, yeah, he did. Emery was caught on video entering a victim's lockbox at Pinellas Park's home last week. He poured the pills from a bottle that he thought, or that was labeled hydro... Oh, gosh, okay, let's just... That's a hard word to say. That's it's okay. just a pain medicine that can be highly addictive. It's one of those super fancy medical term ones. It's a little too much for my uh, speaking this morning. However, um... What he took was a laxative was inside the bottle. Um, According to the documents obtained by the smoking gun, Emery, he reportedly admitted to ingesting two of the pills because he thought they were hydrocodone, but he then threw them away once he figured out they were something else. Emery was arrested and booked on on a felonary charge and probation violation charges. So it doesn't say that he pooped his pants, but I'm pretty sure he pooped his pants. You're so dumb. You are really dumb, for real. <laughs> Florida man, he. Uh, we're going to go down to, uh, looks like, Ocala, Florida, where a fisherman made a surprising find Saturday. He was using a magnet to search the water when he came up with a hand grenade. Whoa. The grenade is from World War II. The man said he put the grenade in his trunk, then drove to Taco Bell before calling police. A bomb squad was called, and the restaurant was evacuated to make sure everyone was safe. Police later confirmed the World War II era hand grenade was non-functional. The bomb squad gave an all-clear in the area, removing the grenade and said it would be disposed of properly. The Taco Bell has since been reopened, and the gentleman that ate the chalupa now had let a bomb in his bathroom. Toasty! 
Wow. What a find. And then why go to Taco Bell after? Right. <laughs> to celebrate. No. That's how you celebrate in Florida, yeah. right? I found a bomb. We're going to Taco Bell. <laughs> We're going down to Jacksonville as a Florida woman was shot at a shell station in Jacksonville after allegedly performing oral sex on a man who shot her after the fact. According to local police, the woman agreed to the sexual act in exchange for $5 cash and a bag of potato chips. Wow. The victim, who was eventually rushed to a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, got into an argument with the shooter when he allegedly demanded his money back after the brief encounter. It must have been bad. <laughs> it's unclear if the shooter was simply discontent with the arrangement or he planned on robbing the woman all along. Five bucks. It also hasn't been confirmed if he requested the bag of chips to be returned as well. Has the when planet arrived? I <laughs> This one's so hard to read because it's so crazy. When police arrived at the scene, the woman was laying on the ground at the back of the gas station where the police report claims the crime took place. It hasn't been released if the woman and the alleged shooter are local to the area or simply passers-by. Uh, there is, uh, they're counting on camera footage to reveal this vital information. <laughs> According to local police, the gunman fled the scene on foot and is currently being sought by law enforcement. The woman whose age wasn't released is expected to make a full recovery and the investigation currently ongoing. Something tells me that she wasn't shot with a bullet, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and it must have been really bad if it wasn't worth five bucks and a bag of potato chips. Yeah. Give me back, give me back my snapback. <laughs> Well, Tony, once you <gasps> once you pop, you can't stop. Ayo, it's the whole freaking potato, man. <laughs> so so salty. I had to get my five bucks back. <laughs> oh, I digress. Let's go down to Daytona Beach. As a Florida man was sentenced to ten days in jail for moral okay moral recognition therapy on Monday, he attacked a worker dressed as a minion. The self-proclaimed social media star Ryan Neihart of Citrus County was found guilty of misdemeanor battery and criminal mischief, according to the state's attorney, uh, 7th Judicial Court, on uh, Thursday. Authorities accused Neihart of beating a 41-year-old man with disabilities named Jamie Rowam, who was dressed as one of the minions from the children's film Despicable Me. The employee was outside the character suit promoting Jungle Georges, a Main Street business on Daytona Beach Boardwalk. Nyhart, who was reportedly trying to make a viral video, spun Rohim around a few times, slammed him on the ground, and kicked him while in the suit. Oops, and it's on video, too. So I don't want to apologize to anybody I offend or I offended my situation. Uh, oh, it says, so I do want to apologize for doing that. I wanted to make a funny video with no ill intentions. I meant no harm and still love everybody and just want to make you all happy. Gru would not be happy. Who is this guy beating up my minion, Kevin? Way to go, a-hole! Just, it's sad. He beat up a minion. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for the Florida man today. Stay tuned next week where I have crazy more stories. They just pile every week. I add more and more, and I just read them down. I know. But, we, uh, we could do this for an hour straight. It is amazing, the crazy oh, stuff that comes out. There's there. some crazy stuff. There is literally crazy stuff. And one of them actually is a picture of a guy that looks like the Grimace. Ah. Uh, the Grimace in my life, which that wouldn't surprise me. But uh, You'll have to save yeah, that Florida one. Yeah, Florida man, week. man. You gotta love this stuff. It's crazy times. <laughs> well, folks, that does do it for Florida man. When we come back, we've got a segment called I Need to Speak to Your Manager. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, for the final segment of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, February 11th. But don't fret, there's still plenty ahead with our second hour, including the interactive portion of the show where we're asking you guys, what's the best Pixar movie celebrating their 30th anniversary. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, I didn't say sharing is Karen, but speaking of Karens in this segment that uh, I've titled, I Need to Speak to Your Manager, we're going to be uh, running through some of the most ridiculous customer demands that people have recorded. Oh, yeah. Let's let's do this now before we get into the list obviously tony you're in retail you're a manager what is the most ridiculous customer customer demand that uh has ever come across you (laughs) oh man where do you begin with these things they're they're freaking insane they're everyone's super entitled but uh what one of the number one is um uh okay this is good because it pissed me off the other all right so we have we have a guy that comes in in the evening time, like when we we don't have enough manpower and you can't bring forklifts to the floor to drop all these pallets and stuff. And what he does is he comes and he buys like six or seven pallets worth of stuff and he has to have them stacked a certain way. And, and then we do all the pulling, we do all the wrapping and stacking and we have to count and then you got to get a cashier to, it ties up a register it ties up a forklift driver it ties me up it ties up other managers so it's a big consumption for this guy and he shows up last minute when it's the most inconvenient instead of just saying hey i'm gonna be here tomorrow um could we do, do you have this 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 call me back and then maybe pull the order that's more suited to our time during the day when we could do it well you know long story short Shows up at the last minute. We have to pull it, and and then we have to load it into his truck. Oh, a nightmare! And that's a. It's one of the most. It's not even the worst demand of all time. But the other night, it gave me such a headache. It probably led to my lingering migraine yesterday. It was so bad. <laughs> and when so. you say last minute, you literally mean ten minutes before the store closes. Yeah, shows up at uh, eight fifteen. We close at eight thirty, oh. and you want all this stuff. So it sets me back from shutting down the bill. Oh domino effect of nightmares <laughs> well let's but go ahead and say no exactly so. so let's run down some uh other people's uh, stories of the most ridiculous customer demands that they've experienced for instance this one inconceivable from twitter user pigeon fancier says when i was working yeah, retail a woman once demanded i pick her up from her botox appointment with my car and bring her to the mall to shop Damn! <laughs> Who, who, oh. who does that? Yikes. They're not your personal assistant. Um, you Get will do Uber. this, and you will. 
You will shoot me with all biodegradable needles, okay? I'm not letting any special needle go into this forehead. It's gonna be an auto-biodegradable special uh, organic, okay? <laughs> all right. Let, feel me? Let's keep moving on with ridiculous customer demands. This one from Twitter user Dorian Plum says... I told a supermarket customer that while we had run out of milk, the delivery was in the loading bay, and I'd get his milk once the meat delivery was out of the way. He yelled, I'll have your job. I assured him, wait right here, sir, and got him an application. Damn! Well played. That could even be attributed to our uh, Power Move segment from yesterday, because that was was very well played. Savage. It reminds me of uh, yesterday. We didn't have the Charmin out just yet. The truck hadn't come. And the guy's like, do you have the Charmin? I go, no, it'll be on one of the trucks later. He goes, okay, do you have it now? And I'm like, no. No, later. He goes, and then he walked around the corner, he came back, he goes, did it come now? And it's like, no. Oh, wait, here it is. Sorry. Right, right. Magically pull it out of your ass. Yep. Make it happen, Captain. Uh, Let's keep moving on with, uh, I need to speak to your manager, ridiculous customer demands. Twitter user Bobby Pesto. I worked in an an aviary, that's a hard word to say. I worked in an aviary with 60 plus exotic birds. A photographer came in and asked if I could get all of the birds to fly down and sit in one place for a group picture. I thought he was joking and asked if he wanted them arranged shortest to tallest. He said, yes, please, in earnest. Damn! That'd be like herding cats, you know? Yeah. What, what do these people expect? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I know what you mean, Burn. <laughs> Tony, I need to speak to your manager. Let's keep moving on. No. Twitter user Waterstones Pick says, Customer's child is doing a project on dinosaurs. Customer cannot believe we don't have a single book with actual photographs of real dinosaurs. Damn! <laughs> but... But I mean, you know, the latest digital camera, you know, the iPhone one, it, it tried to work through the uh, the Jurassic Age. I mean, it just tried, but the camera just wasn't up to snuff. I mean, I'm sorry. I heard that the next series, the megapixels are so big that can it can actually look backwards in time and take pictures. Oh, oh, that would be that would be amazing. I cannot believe that that. <laughs> Oh, just a little more, Rex, to the side. Please, Rex, look at me. Rex. <laughs> oh, let's keep moving on. I need to speak with your manager. This from Twitter user Fear and Bullets, and I don't envy this job at all. A customer demanded a refund when her roots grew back her natural color. She insisted on permanent hair color meant forever. I wish she was joking. Damn! I would hate to be a stylist. You know, it's... Uh, you know, you, you try your best. It doesn't always work out. But uh, it, how unreasonable do you have to be that, uh, you know, the hair color can't change forever? It reminds me of that jag on from yesterday with the Gorilla Glue. <laughs> exactly. I like to return this Gorilla Glue because, like, my hair is like this mess and it's stuck in here. It's goopy. And my hands are stuck to my hair. Oh, I don't know why. It's gross. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. I need to speak with your manager. This from Twitter user, Do I Smell Food? It's nope, you smell name. a fart. Says, I owned a restaurant in Sydney, and one Sunday, a well-dressed family group came in, two adults and five kids aged four to ten. After they'd finished, the father said they would not pay on religious grounds, and it was up to me whether police would be called on him in front of his kids. Damn! 
Seven people demanding free food because of religious grounds on a Sunday. No. Wow. Pay for your damn food. Those are those are righteous people, man. I want to <laughs> hang out with that family. Dude, that's kind of, that kind of stuff is awkward, man. When you're when you don't want to be a part of that and you're with somebody that does stuff like that, ooh. Ooh, yeah. No fun. Nope. Ex-mother-in-law used to do crap like that. Oh, no that. kidding. Mm. Oh, it's awful. All right. Let's keep moving on. I need to speak with your manager. Ridiculous customer demands. Twitter user Joel Vander Hayden says, My first job was bagging groceries and carrying them to people's cars. One day, I bagged this lady's groceries and followed her into the parking lot. Without saying a word, she walks two miles home with me trailing the whole way. It got me out of the store, so it was pretty chill. Still, don't you think you'd want to give them a little bit of a heads up that, uh, you know, I didn't drive... I live two miles away, and you're going to be hauling this for me regardless. We get a lot of the people now, especially with COVID, they'll pull up and they'll be like, okay, well, they'll call the store and say, okay, so I need milk, I need this, I need that. And I'm like, okay, well, we don't have anyone to personal shop for you. Well, I'm not going in. Too bad. Hire somebody. So we refer them. We have Instacart. Well, I'm not paying for it. (laughs) Well, you don't magically just go outside a store and go, yeah. I mean, I know some stores you can do that now, but you still have to do the legwork of going on an app and setting it up. We don't offer that yeah. unless you use Instacart. Well, and uh, that sounds like somebody who wanted their cake and to eat it too, and that actually fits in well with this next one from Twitter user Elron Cupboard. Uh, Elron! Get it? Elron Cupboard, not Hubbard. Yeah, he's so, he's, he's so, bell- he's so uh, smart and smart. Witty. Elron says, bagging a large grocery order, I was told not to use too many bags and also not to make them too heavy. Well, physics has laws, ma'am. Damn! Damn! <sighs> yeah, you know, it's if you're piling in, you know, a couple gallons of milk, you know, you can't uh, say, oh, don't use two bags because, uh, you know, that's it. You're asking for trouble in that regard. And then finally... Finally, with I need to speak to your manager, this from Twitter user Plantface says, I was off the clock getting my paycheck. Some lady wanted me to help her. I said, I'm not getting paid right now and pointed at the manager five feet away from me. She got mad and said, so you only help people when you're getting paid to do it? I'm like, yes, that's my job. That's pretty much the case. Hello. (laughs) You wouldn't uh, go in and ask somebody to do something off their own clock, but uh, you know what? Customers in retail, they just have different demands. But uh, in any case, folks, that does it for this first hour of the show. We will be back after the long break with the call-in topic, the interactive portion of the show, Best Pixar Movie. So uh, go get some tea, use the bathroom, listen to the news, and we will be back in just about seven minutes. We will see you all then. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Biscuit did to music in the late 90s.
Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Nichols, the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. Second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, February 11th. We're your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, are you ready for the fastest hour of the day? Sure am, man. Ready, ready. Ready, ready. Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Well, folks. I actually have that soundbite right here. Roger, roger. There you go. (laughs) Folks, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, which is why we give you the topic 24 hours in advance to give you time to chime in on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. Of course, you can always comment live on our Facebook live video by going over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video, comment there on the topic of the day. Today's topic is the best Pixar movie. Now, uh, last week celebrated the 30th anniversary of Pixar, and I've got just a a quick little breakdown of uh, how it all got started. It says, although Pixar's lineage dates back to the 1970s, it wasn't until Steve Jobs purchased the Lucasfilm Computer Graphics Division from George Lucas on February 3rd, 1986, that it officially became known as Pixar. With less than 50 employees on hand after the official formation of the company, there were a surprising number of changes that would happen along the way to produce Toy Story, the groundbreaking film that would forever change the industry. From its early roots as a hardware-based company to their unique television commercials, Pixar slowly evolved into the company it seemed destined to become. And Pixar, I would say, is the pinnacle of animation, both in storytelling, and uh, artistry as well. And uh, so many great movies, a number of underrated ones. But, uh, Tony, we'll go ahead and start with you. What is your favorite Pixar movie and why? First off, that's pretty neat information. I didn't know George Lucas uh, owned that. I didn't know it was part of Lucasfilms. I mean, it shouldn't surprise me with how good it is. Um, I'm going to go boring, and I'm going to go with the original, Toy Story. The reason why is, obviously, as a kid, my sister and I would watch the hell out of it. It'd be one of those uh, VHS tapes where you'd watch, rewind, watch again, (laughs) rewind, go back. And, I mean, it's one of those movies I could go back and quote, remember scene for scene. It's not a movie I ever get tired of watching. Um, It was. Who would have thought it would have spun off the numerous sequels, which were all great in their own Mm -hmm. right? Because this is such a tough topic. Uh, Pixar, like I, it would be harder to say what I don't know. It wouldn't be. It'd be harder to say what's your least favorite Pixar movie. Or they're all really good. There's some I haven't seen yet. Like I haven't seen uh, Coco, Ratatouille. I'm brave. I think those are the three I haven't seen out I'm, of all of them. I'm surprised. As weird as that is this, yeah. Yeah, the original Toy Story, I mean, it was groundbreaking. The first time you'd ever seen computer graphics like that. Um, obviously, if you go back and rewatch it now compared to the computer graphics of today, it's it looks dated to some degree, but for the time that it came out, it was just amazing, and they keep pushing that envelope. 
more and more. Yeah, it made you think like your toys were really alive, you know, young enough where, I mean, obviously I was a little older at that point. And I remember going to see Toy Story 2 with you and your parents uh, at that That's right. crappy Carson City Theater. Yeah, North uh, Northgate, whatever it was called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we saw, uh, we saw uh, Toy Story 2. Now, for me, a uh, Pixar movie, not necessarily my favorite, but one uh, more recently that uh, has really sort of hit home for me uh, was the movie Onward. And this is the movie that Pixar launched right as coronavirus started taking off. They did uh, in theaters and on demand on Disney Plus at the same time. But uh, for me, the reason that it hits home is uh, because of my two boys. You know, it's a story about... Uh, two brothers who are looking to honor their father and uh you know it's one of those things that uh, you know anything that i can share in with my boys is just so wonderful i often joke that uh, before i had kids i was uh i had a black heart and i was emotionless and then the moment i had kids it's like uh the pack bell commercial in dumb and dumber you know uh, anything that involves fathers and sons and it's emotional just gets me all teary-eyed so uh I loved Onward. It was a fun movie. It was a, a great trip. You know, you had uh, Chris Pratt and Tom Holland as, uh, you know, the two brother voices. And, uh, you know, it was fun. Got to see it with my boys and uh, something we get to share in, uh, you know, a memory that lasts forever. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, Michael actually chimed in uh, before I knew we we're going to get to everybody else, but that was his as well. No kidding. So, yeah, it was a fantastic movie. Um, Loved it. Wish it could have got the run it deserved in theaters, but I'm glad that it made it out on demand. I actually bought it on uh, Vudu, even though I could stream it for free uh, because I pay for Disney Plus. But actually, mm -hmm. through my phone, I get Disney <laughs> Plus. But uh, nonetheless, it was one of those. I was like, you know, that's something I would like to own. I really enjoyed that movie. Great story. And they do a good job at, uh, you know, doing those emotional feels. You know, they get all the feels. Soul was fantastic, the most recent one. I didn't think I was going to like that that much. I really enjoyed Soul. Yeah, Soul was a fantastic movie. Again, beautifully made. And uh, the theme of it, uh, that's another one that just sort of hit me, where it's you know somebody who has worked towards something that their entire life, and as soon as they get the chance, it's taken away from them. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it even gave me chills just thinking about it. But, uh, folks... We are talking best Pixar movie ever. It is your time to chime in. Head over to our Facebook page, into the live video. Comment there when we get back. It is all about you guys. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, February 11th. We are smack dab in the middle of the interact portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys about the topic of the day. Just head smack dab. Smack dab. Just head over to the facebook page over at facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio click into the live video there and comment with your pick for the best pixar movie and why we're celebrating their 30th anniversary they've got wonderful movies as i mentioned in the last segment they are the bar set that every other animation studio has to try and achieve which uh, in my opinion none really do 
I mean, there's... Disney Studios is, gets close. Yeah, but they're all Which is kind weird. of part of the same they're family. Because, so. like, I would have said Wreck-It Ralph, but that's not Pixar. It's not. Wreck-It Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph kicks ass. I yeah. love Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. Not the second one so much, but the first one. Frozen's not Pixar. Moana's not Pixar. Nope. But all good movies. But we are talking Pixar now. Tony, I know you've had a couple people chime in on your end. What are their picks for uh-huh. best Pixar movie? All right, so we're going to go to the old Facebook machine here and uh, share a few here. Da-dum-da-dum. So, um, sister of longtime friend, but I haven't seen her on the show in a long time, and that's Kendra. Oh, hey, Kendra. Uh, but her sister Carla uh, chimed in and said, Bugs Life, which Bugs Life was one of those early ones as well. Um, forgot uh, all about that. It was, a, for the time, really good. Yeah. You know, Uh Great story, then, great voice acting. And DreamWorks had the crappy counterpart ants with Woody Allen as the ant. Right. <laughs> that was stupid. That one, that one sucked. Uh, Katrina, um, my friend Katrina Penman chimed in, and Up is her favorite. Oh, the Gotta first up. 15 minutes of that movie is just heart-wrenching. Love that movie. Oof. Yeah, fantastic. Um, obviously, super fans, uh, Lacey. Um, her favorite is, if I could just bring up the text and be super savvy here, um, hers is The Incredibles, which is one reason why I didn't say that one, too, because I love The Incredibles. It was fantastic. Yeah, it had that sort Even of... Even the second one was it was great, too. Yeah. Great sequel. They've got that sort of like classic comic book Art Deco style to them that make them just so much fun. Oh, yeah. Num num cookie. Num 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 cookie. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Bella, the birthday girl, hers is Toy Story 2. Mm. That's, you know, and I thought that one was good too. They introduced Jesse and uh, the prospector and Bullseye and all that. So it gave more in depth backstory to Woody, which I thought was pretty neat. And that was fun because that sort of took the perspective of like the collecting side of, of toys and, and things that uh, obviously, if you look behind Tony, we kind of enjoy so good just story good plot just a little like if these things came alive it'd be a little creepy right so, it'd be a little weird but uh hey you know who wouldn't want a little live action james hetfield up there or carrie king no whoa, <laughs> um, and then uh my friend jamie she chimed in and hers is actually a pixar short small fry oh i love small which fry. was fantastic and that's a spinoff of uh, Toy Story where it's little Happy Meal Buzz Lightyear and he thinks he's big Buzz Lightyear and a fantastic little short. Yeah, it's got a little Napoleon complex. There are so many winks to classic Happy Meal toys, which we just did a, a you know the interactive portion of the show a couple days ago was best Happy Meal toys. So uh, yeah, it's love fitting. Love Small Fry. It's hilarious. Uh, and they even had a couple um, television Toy Story specials that were... Um, they had a Halloween one. They had one where uh, there's these like uh, dinosaur action figures, which was a lot of fun. Um, definitely worth checking out. They're all on Disney Plus, so uh, you know you can see them there, uh, especially if you love classic Toy Story. Yeah, and what's good is they were able to get the voice cast in on those ones, which was nice. Yeah, it wasn't like the old Disney movies where like uh, Aladdin two. You know, they you know they didn't have Robin Williams or any of the original they had voice Homer actors. Dan Castanella is the genie for part two. Yeah, I think Gilbert Godfrey was the only one to come back from the original cast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, now now the actors take pride in, in what they do. Yeah. I was going to say, they did they did keep Aladdin and Jasmine. They were the same throughout. So that at least was a plus. But oh, okay. 
But but the genie though, that was the big. Eesh, yeah, not having Robin Williams as your genie was not good. Now the one thing that I do have to. Uh... I guess poo-poo on Pixar a little bit, is that they were the first to start bringing in famous actors to voice all the characters and essentially set off the whole voice acting side of things, um, almost a war between the voice actors and the uh, the big celebrities because you know voice actors who for the longest time were doing cartoons and animation and video games and things like that, they weren't getting jobs on these big projects anymore. No, well, and that's the bummer part, too. You look at, like, uh, Cars is a great example. Having Owen Wilson, while he did a great job as Lightning McQueen, he didn't really bring anything else to it. He just talked normal. Yeah. That was it. He didn't bring any, like, actual, like, I couldn't decipher. It wasn't like he took his voice and made it a whole other thing. And in all fairness, you know, you know, like, Tom Hanks obviously is Woody. You, You think Woody, but... I'm not really thinking so much Tom Hanks and same with Tim Allen. I'm not thinking Tim, the tool man Taylor as Buzz Lightyear. So they at least do their own flair with it. But Owen Wilson, I just, I picture Owen Wilson the entire time as the voice. Yeah. You, you picture a red, a red car with a penis shaped nose on the front. And yeah, that, that's all you see. Yeah. <laughs> Mount Suvius. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, we still have about five minutes left in the segment, so if you want to chime in with your favorite Pixar movie and why, again, head over to the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video there and comment with your favorite movie. Now, I did pull up a list, uh, and this is actually a ranked list from worst to best, but, uh, you know, I think there are some underrated Pixar movies that really don't get the recognition they deserve. Uh, Brave, for instance, you know, that was a... Uh, a one-off where, uh, you know, it, it was essentially the stepping stone for Frozen, where uh, they brought a female-centric character to the forefront of the movie, put her on a fantastical adventure. It was a lot of fun, but it's often overlooked. Um, now, Tony, you mentioned you hadn't seen Brave before, right? Never saw it, no. Now, if you're not great with accents, it might be a little tough to watch sometimes just because it's, you know, that thick Scottish accent, but... Uh, Still a fun movie, and of course, you know, the the worst Pixar movie is still better than the uh, best uh, Sony animation story, right? (laughs) Warner Brothers animation. They're getting there. You know, DreamWorks has some great ones, including uh, uh, The Dragon... um, how to Train How to Your train Dragons. Your dragon. Yeah, those yeah. were good. And Shrek was a part of those ones, right? Exactly. And then yeah, you have Shrek was good. Illumination, who had uh, Despicable Me, Minions. But uh, again, Pixar is still that bar. Uh, another greatly underrated um, Pixar movie uh, is Coco. Again, another one that you haven't seen. If you enjoy no. music, um, you know, it's it's a... Definitely a cultural-centric movie about, uh, you know, Latin America, the Day of the Dead. But ultimately, it's about family and music and, uh, you know, what happens after you die. And uh, again, it's it's one of those movies that's both hilarious and gives you all the feels as well. Yeah, that's uh, on my to-do. I didn't see, of, of all these pictures I haven't seen, I need to go see them. I mean, they're on Disney+. Plus. There's no excuse, really, mm-hmm. other than time. Well, that's the thing, you know, and there's so much streaming out there that it's hard to, uh, you know, keep up with everything. But uh, mm-hmm. when you get a chance, I, I definitely recommend checking those out. Now, uh, when it comes Roger, Roger. to underrated Pixar movies, Tony, do you prefer Finding Nemo or Finding Dory? Finding Nemo. Yeah, it's the original. Dory was great. 
like I enjoyed Dory, but I really, really liked uh, Finding Nemo. It was good. <laughs> and uh, I just noticed on our Facebook page, uh, Tim chimed in. He said, actually, he blames the Batman animated series for bringing in the big name actors instead of voice actors. But I don't hate it. They did so well. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest name out of that one was Mark Hamill. But uh, who? <laughs> yeah, little guy played Luke. Storm Runner, something like that. Oh, yeah, Storm Runner. I liked him. He was in that Star Trek movie. Exactly, exactly. Um, talking underrated Pixar movies, and of course, you know, we're celebrating their 30th anniversary. Uh, one that I absolutely enjoyed, but uh, sometimes gets overlooked, is uh, Inside Out. You know, obviously, it's, you know, the different Fantastic emotions movie. in our brains and how they, you know, uh, essentially are our inner thoughts and how we deal with things. A fun, fun movie, and of course, Amy Poehler is, uh, you know, joy. The, yeah, the main. They voice. did so good with the random kid ad that would pop in their head. Like to this day, all it is, all you need is a trigger, and it's like that plays back. You know, old commercial themes, uh, memories, all that stuff. Uh, Inside Out, one of my favorites as well. Fantastic movie. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. And then I don't think we can talk about Pixar without mentioning Wall-E. You know, Wall-E is. Not only a great movie, both visually, storytelling-wise, but uh, you know, you go through, I want to say, sixty percent of the movie without any dialogue. You know, it's it's just one of those things where the whole, eh, maybe closer to fifty percent, but uh, you know, the whole opening of the movie is you know just setting the stage for this world and what's happening and Wally and his personality and then his love for Eva and then uh, you know you get to the ship where the humans are residing and of course. It's a little glimpse into what we're kind of seeing right now, where it's uh, just this mm-hmm. overindulgence, people becoming obese, and uh, you know, not letting lives live themselves, letting everything else do it for them. Yeah, it's definitely creepy. It was before its time, and what was cool is he looked like the little Nintendo robot. He totally did, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and uh, probably the one time, the first time that anybody has really felt for a robot. Yeah, well, that's may- true. Because maybe Johnny Five um, and Short Circuit, but yeah, uh, Johnny Five still alive. Short Circuit, <laughs> get out of here with that. Well, folks, that does it for the interactive portion of the show. When we come back, we've got a segment called My Dirty Valentine. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, February 11th. Now we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including the interactive portion of the show which we give you 24 hours in advance. Tomorrow's topic is the best last-minute Valentine's Day gifts. 
Obviously, uh, it's Friday tomorrow. It is literally last minute. And so we're going to throw out some ideas. Hopefully, you can help provide us with some ideas as far as last minute Valentine's Day gifts. Now, in order to do so, give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, coinciding with tomorrow's topic, the topic that we're doing right now is my dirty Valentine. We're going to be talking about... My dirty Valentine! We're going to be talking about Valentine's Day gifts that push the envelope a little bit, uh, tend towards more of the dirty, the naughty side. So, uh, you know, for the, uh, the adventurous in your life. For instance... You could get a Michelangelo's David switch cover that'll turn them on every time they turn off the lights. And it's, uh, you know, it goes right over the light switch. Unfortunately, it is meant for um, some of the older homes that have the the longer switches that go up and down. And of course, the switch is right where his little David would be. Doesn't quite work for the more modern homes that have those uh, more of like a paddle type uh, light switch. What a gift. Let's keep moving on with My Dirty Valentine. Oh, yeah. Well, Tony, if you've ever wanted to give your date the finger, well, a cursed candle for letting your sarcastic soulmate know that you think they're number one. It's basically a wax hand with the middle finger sticking up and, of course, a wick sticking out of that. Uh, um, could be fun. little gag gift, but uh, I don't know. That might be more of a breakup gift, if uh, you know what I mean. Now, that gift sucks. Bazinga. <laughs> Here's something to get for the... Yeah, like, why spend money on it? You just say, oh, oh, you want a gift? Oh, and then just do it. Right. Not only that, but it's over 30 bucks. Nah, I'd expensive. buy the Gwyneth Paltrow one versus that. The one that smells like her vagina? Yes, sir. Uh, let's keep moving on. We're talking uh, My Dirty Valentine. Giggity, giggity, go! Here's something, it's a shirt that you can get for the Valentine in your life that is uh, not necessarily a romantic Valentine. In fact, uh, somebody who's single, and uh, it is a picture of a little Frenchie holding a uh, wand, a vibrating wand on its head, and it says, Independent Bitch. Um, And if you understand what the wand is, you'll understand where they're going with it. And why it's And the best thing is, the shirt's only 22 bucks. Only $22? Get out of here. That is a steal, buddy. Yowie wowie. <laughs> All right, moving on. My Dirty Valentine. Hello, nurse. Tony, have you ever been in the bedroom and decided, you know what? Role-playing me as a person, eh, you know, maybe that's not quite my thing, but uh, maybe little Tony deserves to dress up from time to time. Yeah, he needs a top hat and a monocle. (laughs) Well, in this case, you can get a costume for that extra special member in your marriage. It is, uh, and in this case, it's a a zucchini wearing it or a cucumber wearing it. That's a little Batman outfit. (laughs) Oh, no, that is great. That would be weird. Like, (laughs) I think you kind of lose uh, all hope of getting any after that, but... uh... It would be fun wow. if if you and your partner, <laughs> you and your partner, got each other's sense of humor, but uh, still funny, still hilarious. Yikes! Right, let's keep moving on. We're talking my dirty Valentine. Oh yeah. 
Now, uh, you know, for the Valentine in your life that uh, likes to decorate uh, with some rustic styling, well, they can get a rustic... Rustic wear. <laughs> a rustic decorative box, subtle enough to keep out all, at all times, reminding your special someone what a lovable pain they truly are. And it's one of those little uh, boxes with a saying on it that says, You are my favorite pain in the ass. Aww. Which is Aww. true. Which is true. So nice. So nice. Uh, let's keep moving on. We're talking My Dirty Valentine. <laughs> this one, you can get the Wee Vibe Anniversary Collection box with a bullet that'll pack quite a punch, even though it's quiet as a mouse, and an app-controlled vibe that's going to knock their socks off, like everything else. Uh, the Wii Connect app is free, and the box itself is $149 uh, on sale right now. So... Uh, yeah, you know, if you're going out in public and, and this one's not endorsed by Nintendo, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> not the Wii W I I. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I wonder, you know, wonder if it gives like static signals if you're using it. <laughs> what are you doing in there? <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. Uh, let's keep moving oh, on. Man. We're talking my dirty Valentine. Oh my God! Nice. Ah, uh, dirty Valentine's gifts that you can get for your partner. This I never understood when they put it on trucks, but apparently you can get it for your bike as well. A pairing, a pair of glowing waterproof bike testicles so they can have a ball, wink, wink, while riding their bike at night. Um, again, I, I never got that trend on trucks. Why add it to your bike? Yeesh. <laughs> nah, this thing's a, uh, uh, where's, where's my bad ones? Uh, don't have a button, I guess, unfortunately, but. We'll just say dumb. Just Thumbs a simple. Down. Nope. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for. I was looking for that. There you go. Well, let's keep moving on. Give you guys some dirty Valentine's Day ideas. Oh yeah. This one's for the adventurous couple. A soft rope hog tie set that for for that special someone you can not get it. Wink. Not believe you are lucky enough to be in a relationship with. Uh, $19.99 from Love Honey. And, uh, you know, you want to try a little BDSM in your life? Well, that's maybe a good way to get started. Mm. Oh. All right, let's keep moving on. I uh, don't know where this is quite sexy, but uh, actually this may be right up the alley for uh, Friday and uh, doesn't even really deserve... This is just plain weird. You can get your Valentine a serial killer coloring book, a gift to prove to your beloved that your taxidermy collection isn't the creepiest thing in the apartment. And uh, that's, it's exactly that. It's a coloring book just filled with serial killers. And of course, you can buy it on Amazon for only $7.92. Mike, you got to get that for your wife. Um, she's, she's, got, she's got a knowledge and an act for that. I might as well color it. <laughs> and it's a, it's a cheap gift, so, uh, yeah. Oh, saving some money. Even better. Exactly. Let's keep moving on. We're talking My Dirty Valentine. Hello, nurse. Here's one for, you know, a a subtle uh, hint to uh, somebody first thing in the morning. A coffee mug for any foul-mouthed fiend who wants a sprinkle of sweet uh, swears with their spoonful of sugar. and uh, Sprinkles. On the mug, it simply says in four separate words, shuh, duh. Fa cup. And I'll let you put those together. Sha da fa cup. Oh, yeah. Ah. Y- y- yeah, you want a cup of sugar. I gotcha. Totally heard you <laughs> loud and clear there. <laughs> we 
wink, wink, nod, nod. This one, uh, right along the lines of the Sierra Color Coloring Book. Oh, right. Here's an adult coloring book that they'd have to be a dick not to love coloring in, titled The Big Adventures of Tiny Dick. And it's uh, exactly what you think, riding a unicorn, snorkeling in the sea. Uh, quite hilarious. And folks, I will be posting this on our Facebook page so you can check all of these out. Uh, they're hilarious. Whoever comes up with these, I, I, I have to give them kudos. The Adventures of Little Richard. Little Richard is a little dick. He likes to swim around in a pool of shit. Little Richard. The Adventures <laughs> of Little Richard. I like your theme song. Sorry. Sorry. That one, that's a good thing we're not on FCC radio because that was just uh, full of uh, inappropriate language. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's keep moving on. We're talking My Dirty Valentine. Giggity, giggity, go. Dirty Valentine's Gifts. This may be a good one for the Halloween lover in your life, like my very own Jesse. It's an inappropriate pillow. Hey, Jesse. A gift that'll be a skeleton of fun to add to your bedding. It's a picture of a couple skeletons, and it says, We always bonin'. Well, it's better than being turned into a guitar, I guess. There you go. Hey, nice little call back there. And uh, $33.99, a little rich for just a pillow. But uh, you know what? You can always get the accompanying sweatshirt that says, put the fun in funeral. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let's stick with our theme of coloring books. Hello, nurse. And this one is one that Jesse has actually ordered. Uh, she bought five of them to give out as gifts. It is the Jason Momoa coloring book. And uh, it is various pictures of Jason Momoa throughout his everyday life that you get the joy of coloring in. Only $11.18 on Amazon. So uh, well worth it. it. It's hilarious. I mean, in all actuality. You get to color some uh, Momoa there. <laughs> Only a little bit Momoa. All right, and then uh, let's see. Well, let's go ahead and close out with this one. We're talking okay. My Dirty Valentine. Oh, right. Well, who doesn't love chocolate at Valentine's Day? Well, this piece of chocolate that you can gift to your Valentine, you open it up and it is a, a very phallic, either dark chocolate or white chocolate, and the inside of the cover simply says, eat a dick. Well... It's it's right there. <laughs> and folks, I will be posting this on our Facebook page. Like I said, you can go check those out. But that does it for My Dirty Valentine. When we come back, we're heading into the final segment of the show. It is time for This Day in History. Do not go anywhere. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we've made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, February 11th, but not before this day in history. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to Phoenix, uh, the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or 
head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Austin Powers saved us all. He saves us all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. And we care so much that we bring you this segment each and every day right at the end of the show to drop a little knowledge, hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. All right, kicking off in the year 55. God, it feels just like yesterday. That was my favorite year. Mine too. That's just a year where I just partied with Britney. Britney, bitch. It was a good time. (laughs) Well, in the year 55, this day in the year 55, Tiberius Claudius Caesar Britannicus, heir to the Roman emperorship, dies under mysterious circumstances in Rome. Fatality. This clears the way for Nero to become emperor. And I said in the past that uh, we need to bring that back. You're going to be Tonius Sanfilippos. Hey, why not? That's just fantastic. It just... What cool names? Sounds like all wrestling things. Right. <laughs> Nero is the new emperor of the Roman Empire. He defeated Tiberius Claudius Caesar Britannicus for the championship. <laughs> Let's Nero move on. Looks like Screech. We're going to jump way ahead into the future to the year 1768, where Samuel Ooh. Adams' letter circulates around the American colonies opposing the Townsend Act taxes. Um, it's too bad, uh, you know, he wasn't dropping off a beer here and there, and he's not uh, your, your cousin from Boston. Boston. No, he's not, but he has that beer, Boston beer. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. This year, uh, today in 1809, this day in history, Robert Fulton patents the steamboat. With any luck, it didn't come out of Cleveland because you wouldn't want to uh, ride that Cleveland steamer. No, oh. no, you definitely would not. And cue the steamboat Willie. <laughs> Moved on this day in 1896, Oscar Wilde's Salome premieres in Paris. Uh, that is your, your, your favorite play of all time, right, Tone? It's my favorite. I, I intend to go on Valentine's Day to watch it yet again. <laughs> and Tony, are, are, are you seeing the pictures of these pop up on your end? Uh, yeah, I see Oscar Wilde with his, hold on, with his little crooked hands. Well, he's got it looks the, like he's straight out of like like that's his modeling pose. Like he needs an agent to get on. That's his headshot or, or something. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see him, he reminds me of the dad from um, uh, the Lost Boys. Yes. Right. You're totally. <laughs> All right. Let's keep moving on. This day, eight, uh, sorry, nineteen twenty nine. Eugene O'Neill's Ooh. Dynamo premieres in New York City. Dynamite. No, sorry. Dynamo. D D D D D D D Dynamo. Oh, 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 oh. I was thinking uh JJ Walker. Yeah. Well, he looks like J. Jonah Jameson in the <laughs> young version. Or a young Howard Stark. And there you go. Let's keep moving on. This time in music history, this day in 1949, Love Sick Blues, single released by Hank Williams. It's the cash box. Best Hillbilly Record of the Year, Billboard Song of the Year, 1949. Um, you know, I wasn't a big Hank Williams fan. I'm not a big country fan that much. Anyway, his son, though, are you ready for some football? That I can get behind. Yeah. And this guy, 
Let's keep moving on. This day in 1960, Jack Parr walks off of his TV show. Again, this is one of those things where I wish it gave us more information. Why? Why did he walk off? Was he upset with something? Did he have a uh, a Christian Bale type moment? Oh, good for you. Yep, he was just done. He didn't care. Yeah, yeah, don't know. He just had enough. He looks so happy in that picture too. Like, why, Jack? Why? Why would you leave with your Pee Wee Herman bow tie? Ha! <laughs> 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 I'm not doing your dumb show, Dottie. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1963, the Beatles taped 10 tracks for their first album, obviously rocketing them into stardom. We're going to do an album. Uh, we got 10 tracks. Let's lay it down. <laughs> hey, boo-boo. <laughs> this day in 1966, San Francisco giant Willie Mays signs the highest contract, $130,000 per year, which obviously I haven't done the... Uh, translation to what that would be by today's standards, but that is a huge chunk of change, especially for somebody as great as Willie Mays. For that time, that was big time huge. So Big time. Big time! Let's keep moving on. We mentioned the Beatles just a minute ago. Well, this day in 1970, John Lennon pays 1,344-pound fine for 96 protesting South African rugby team playing in Scotland. Again, uh, a little bit of a Mad Libs of a uh, headline there because we don't know what that dealt with or yeah. what the story was behind it. So. That just seems so random. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's, he was a leader of social movements, and so I would assume it had something to do with that. Let's keep moving on. This day in 1978, China lifts a ban on works from Aristotle, William Shakespeare, and Charles Dickens. God, could you imagine living in a place where the government censors what you can and cannot see? That's crazy. No, that's crazy. Yeah, especially in China. Nope, there will be no Aristotle, Shakespeare, or Dickens, which are legendary. I mean, you learn about those all in early English classes. Or, I mean, like when you get to the junior high, you start to learn more and more about all that. And hopefully you sense the uh, sarcasm in my voice when asking that question. So, Yeah. <laughs> this day in 1979, 43 million people watch Elvis. Or should I say Elvis? Because there's an exclamation Elvis! mark on ABC. Thank you very, thank you very much. Uh, still got a, bad, got a bad case of the uh, horrible impersonations, uh-huh. <laughs> hunk of hunk of burning love. ABC took me off. A little pelvic shake. <laughs> Let's move on this day in 1983. Hey, we mentioned him yesterday. Weird Al Yankovic records Ricky and Buckingham Blues debut, debut LP. Um, honestly, I, I don't even remember either of those from his early stuff. Um, no, Ricky was a spin on Mickey. I don't know Buckingham Blues. Uh, Friday, you could chime in. I know you guys are big Yankovic fans. I don't know that one. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't until the later stuff when he started parodying uh, Michael Jackson with Fat and, and that that I started getting into uh, Weird Al. Right, like a surgeon. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's move on this day in 1983. The single Total Eclipse of the Heart, sung by Bonnie Tyler. i that one. And composed by Jim Steinman is released. Jim Steinman, probably one of the best mullets I've ever seen. 
Yeah, I was gonna mention it because he's got like big aviator glasses and a badass lion ki- or a tiger king mullet in the Judas Priest outfit. But it's about Bonnie Tyler's total eclipse of the heart. She's not even pictured. Nope. Carol Baskin. Yeah. She's not mentioned either. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving on this day in 1990. Oh, I need the sound effect for this one. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There it is. All right, this day in 1990, a huge upset. James Buster Douglas knocks out Mike Tyson in the 10th round in Tokyo, Japan to win the world heavyweight boxing title. The the spinal injury. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it led to Sega defeating Nintendo because Sega had James Buster Douglas boxing. Nintendo had Mike Tyson punch out. He got knocked up. Ow! (laughs) Right. Let's move on. This day in 1997, Bill Parcells becomes the head coach of the New York Jets, who, uh, you know, if you've been following the Deshaun Watson uh, saga, that might be most likely where he ends up. Yeah, it it could be if they trade him. Um, I think Parcells might have been the last real great coach of the Jets, too, which is strange. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Yeah, they they. They need a little help there, for sure. Yeah, they do. Well, they got, they got what, Saleh? Is that his name? Uh, Robert Sala. Sala, okay. I think he's going to be good. I have hopes that he's going to be wonderful for that organization. Oh, he'll do well. He'll do really, really well. Well, folks, uh, with a couple minutes left, I want to uh, go ahead and run down our holidays because there are quite a few of them. So uh, let's go ahead and run those down for you. Where we talk about in... Well, celebrate uh, what's happening for the day. For instance, today is Be Electrified Day. Uh, oh, yeah! <laughs> I don't know if that means in the literal term or the figurative, but uh, either way, be no, electrified. No, be, be electric, be a, be a spaz, yeah. <laughs> today is Fat Thursday. I would assume that that is. <laughs> yeah, speaking of fat, Peter Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, today is Get Out Your Guitar Day. Bust out the guitar. Oh, it's right there. Uh, right there, yeah. There it is. There it is. It's already out. Yep. Today is Giving Hearts Day. Obviously, we're that close to uh, uh, Valentine's Day, right around the corner. It is International Day of Women and Girls in Science Day. Again, that should be every day. Today, girls, girls, girls. Tony, today is National Don't Cry Over Spilled Milk Day. Oh, why? I'm going to cry about it all day long. I don't want to hear about it's... it. It's that day. I can do it today. It is National Inventors Day. So go invent something. It is Grandmother Achievement Day for all those grandmothers out there. It is National Make a Friend Day. Tony, do you want to be friends? Yeah, let's be friends. Did we just become best friends? Yup. I didn't have the soundbite ready. (laughs) It's National Peppermint Patty Day. It is Promise Day. National Shut-In Visitation Day. Pro Sports Wives Day. White Shirt Day. Satisfying Stained Single Day. So many days. It is Thursday. Nonetheless, tomorrow we will be back on a Friday with good news, everyone. Enjoy your Thursday.